Let's open our Bibles, please, to the book of Colossians chapter 4. Colossians chapter 4. And I'm going to be reading, starting at verse number 7 through 10 again here tonight. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we do pray for the reading of your word here tonight, that you would bless it and anoint it, Lord God, and honor it as we honor you here this evening. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people said, Amen. Very good. Okay, let me go ahead and read Colossians chapter 4, verses 7 through 10. And it says this. Tychicus will tell you all that you will He is a dear brother, a faithful minister, and fellow servant in the Lord. I am sending him to you for the express purpose that you may know about our circumstances and that he may encourage your hearts. He is coming with Onesimus, our faithful and dear brother, who is one of you. They will tell you everything that has happened here. My fellow prisoners in Aristarchus sends you his greetings as does Mark, the cousin of Barnabas. You have received instructions about him. If he comes to you, welcome him. Again, we have been looking at this book of Colossians, and we are now at the conclusion of the book of Colossians, and we're learning about the Apostle Paul's ministry team. We took some time to learn about Tychicus, and we learned about him. We took some time to learn about Onesimus. We also took some time last week in verse 10, and we learned about Aristarchus. And today we're going to look at the second and third persons mentioned in verse 10, and their names are Mark and Barnabas. Let me read Colossians chapter 4, verse 10. Once again, it says this, my fellow prisoner, Aristarchus sent you his greeting. talked about him last week. As, as does Mark, Mark the, cousin the cousin of Barnabas, Barnabas you, have you have received instructions by him. If he comes, comes to you, welcome him. him. Okay? okay? Now, now, for those, for those of, you of you that are students, students of the Bible, Bible okay? okay? You, you enjoy reading, reading the Bible, you enjoy studying, studying the Bible, and looking into the scriptures, you know, you know that the Bible gives us quite a bit of information about Mark. And Barnabas. Barnabas. First, First of all, in this, in this verse, verse that we just read in verse 10, it tells, it tells us that Mark, Mark and Barnabas are cousins. cousins. But where else do we learn, learn about these two men? men? Well, well, this little, this little adventure begins, begins in the in book, book of Acts. Acts. Okay? okay, so, so we'll begin discussing Barnabas and then connect him to Mark in the book of Acts. Barnabas was the one who embraced the Apostle Paul after Paul's conversion to Christianity. In case you didn't know, when the Apostle Paul first became a Christian, his name was Saul of Tarsus, and he was a terrorist. Killing Christians, putting Christians in prison, arresting them, causing all kinds of stress for a lot of the people that were turning to Christianity. But then the Apostle Paul received Jesus. He got saved. And the Bible tells us that Barnabas was the first one to embrace him and welcome him into the church. Let's read about that in Acts chapter 9, verses 17 through 28. It says this, okay? Acts chapter 9, verses 17 through 28, and the Bible says this. Then Ananias went to the house and entered it. Placing his hands on Saul, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here has sent me so that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes, and he could see again. He got up and was baptized, and after taking some food, he regained his strength. Saul spent several days with the disciples in Damascus. At once, he began to preach in the synagogues that Jesus is the Son of God. All those who heard him were astonished and asked, Isn't he the man who raised havoc in Jerusalem among those who call on this name? 
And hasn't he come here to take them as prisoners to the chief priests? Yet Saul grew more and more powerful and baffled the Jews living in Damascus by proving that Jesus is the Christ. Verse 23, after many days had gone by, the Jews conspired to kill him. But Saul learned of their plan. Day and night, they kept close watch on the city gates in order to kill him. But his followers took him by night and lowered him in a basket through an opening in the wall. When he came to Jerusalem, he tried to join the disciples, but they were all afraid of him, not believing that he really was a disciple. But Barnabas, here it is in verse 27, but Barnabas took him and brought him it brought him to the apostles. He told him how Saul on his journey had seen the Lord and that the Lord had spoken to him and how in Damascus he had preached fearlessly in the name of Jesus. And it says here in verse 28, so Saul stayed with them and moved about freely in Jerusalem, speaking boldly in the name of the Lord. So from the very beginning, Paul and Barnabas connected. They formed a friendship. They formed a partnership in the ministry. And Barnabas went out, went, went, went out of his way not only to welcome him, but to introduce him into the church and to protect him while he went to Jerusalem. Okay? We learned that about the relationship. The Bible tells us that Barnabas was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and faith, and that he had formed a ministry bond with the Apostle Paul. Again, let me read in Acts chapter 11, starting at verse 22. Acts chapter 11, verse 22, as we begin to identify Barnabas and Paul and their relationship. Acts chapter 11, verse 22 says this, news of this reached the ears of the church at Jerusalem, and they sent Barnabas to Antioch. When he arrived and saw the evidence of the grace of God, he was glad and encouraged them all to remain true to the Lord with all their hearts. He was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and faith, and a great number of people were brought to the Lord. Then Barnabas went to Tarsus to look for Saul. And when he found him, he brought him to Antioch. So for a whole year, Barnabas and Saul met with the church and taught great numbers of people. The disciples were called Christians first in Antioch. So here again, the Bible is teaching us that this bond between the apostle Paul and Barnabas is growing and growing and getting stronger and stronger in the church. Barnabas and Saul proved to be trustworthy and faithful and dependable by the church. In Acts chapter 11, verse 29, it says this. In Acts eleven twenty-nine, the Bible says this. The disciples, each according to his ability, decided to provide help for the brothers living in Judea. This they did, sending their gift to the elders by Barnabas and Saul. So the church, the early church recognized that this partnership between Barnabas and Paul was very strong, very powerful, very dependable, very anointed. Then we learn that Mark, the cousin of Barnabas, joined Barnabas and Saul in the work of the ministry. So now we're introducing Mark into this little party here. In Acts chapter 12, verse 24, listen to what it says here. In Mark, I'm sorry, Acts chapter 12, verse 24, it says this. But the word of God continued to increase and spread. When Barnabas and Saul had finished their mission, they returned from Jerusalem, taking with them John, also called Mark. So from now on, I'm going to refer to Mark as John Mark to identify him, okay? John Mark. So then the Bible tells us that Barnabas and John Mark partnered with the Apostle Paul to begin their first 
missionary journey. These three guys partnered up to begin the first missionary journey. Listen to what it says here in Acts chapter 13, verses 1 through 5. Listen to what the Bible teaches us here. It says this. In the church at Antioch, there were prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manian, who had been brought up with Herod, the Tetrarch, and Saul. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, listen to this, the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. So after they had fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them off. The two of them, sent on their way by the Holy Spirit, went down to Seleucia and sailed from there to Cyprus. When they arrived at Salamis, they proclaimed the word of God in the Jewish synagogues. John, speaking of John Mark, was with them as their helper. So here we have John Mark now together with the Apostle Paul and together with Saul, uh, Saul of Tarsus, the Apostle Paul and Barnabas. All right. So we learned that Barnabas and his cousin Mark were very involved in the ministry. We learned that Barnabas and his cousin Mark worked together with the Apostle Paul even before the first missionary journey and now during their first missionary journey. And here in Acts chapter 13, verse 2, the Bible says this, that the Holy Spirit specifically calls out Barnabas and Saul. Can you imagine how powerful that must have been? They're in church, they're worshiping, and the Holy Spirit says, separate these two guys. These two guys, I want to use them to do great works for me. And the Holy Spirit uh, calls them out, and they begin to evangelize, and they go into their first missionary journey. Acts chapter 13 verse 5 tells us that Barnabas and Saul took John Mark with them on that journey, but then something happens in the city of Perga that involves John Mark that would later cause problems. They begin their first missionary journey. They're all together. They've been called out by the Holy Spirit to do this. And let's read what happens in Perga during the first missionary journey. In the book of Acts chapter 13 Verse 13, Acts 13, 13, it says this. From Paphos, Paul and his companions sailed to Perga and Pamphylia, where John left them to return to Jerusalem. Let me read that again in verse 13. From Paphos, Paul and his companions sailed to Perga and Pamphylia, where John Mark left them to return to Jerusalem. Okay? Now, I want to go back to my very sophisticated and very uh, uh, educational video of Paul's journey. So can we show that video really quick, Josh? Okay, that first video. Do we have it uh, clicked on yet? We don't have it available? Okay, sorry about that, guys. You missed out on it. It's just a little, I I was just making a joke because it's a little cartoon of the guys flying on the airplane, and they're talking about the missionary journeys. For whatever reason, we don't have it. Most of you already saw it. But what I wanted to show you was a visual of where the Apostle Paul and Barnabas and John Mark began their physical or their their first missionary journey, and they ended up in Pamphylia. And something happened in Pamphylia, which the Bible doesn't say what it was. Something went down in Pamphylia, and it caused John Mark to abandon the team and go back to Jerusalem. Not Antioch, but to Jerusalem. So, in terms of the first missionary journey, the Bible tells us that it was very successful and fruitful and that Barnabas and Paul returned safely to Antioch. But then something very sad happens that involves Barnabas, Paul, 
and John Mark. Let's read what the Bible tells us happened in Acts chapter 15. Now we're going to go to Acts chapter 15. And it says this. You got to follow along with me here. In Acts chapter 15, starting at verse 36, it says this. Sometime later, Paul said to Barnabas, let's go back and visit the brothers in all the towns where we preach the word of the Lord and see how they are doing. Barnabas wanted to take John, also called Mark, with them. But Paul did not think it wise to take him because he had deserted them in Pamphylia and had not continued with them in the work. They had such a sharp disagreement that they parted company. Barnabas took Mark and sailed for Cyprus, but Paul chose Silas and left commended by the brothers to the grace of the Lord. He went through Syria and Cilicia, strengthening the churches. All right. So what happened here? Let's explain what we just read. Paul wants to go back and visit the cities and churches that they had visited on their first missionary journey. And he goes up to Barnabas and he says, hey, bro, let's go back to all those churches that we went to where we started those churches on the first missionary journey. Let's go check it out. Let's go see what's going on. And, the, and Barnabas says, cool, bro, let's go. I'm in it. Let's go. And, and I'm in. And then in Acts chapter 15, verse 37, the Bible tells us that Barnabas wants to take John Mark, his cousin, to go with them. But then the very next verse, in verse 38, the Bible tells us that Paul did not want to take John Mark because John Mark had flaked on them. And during their first missionary journey, something happened. We don't know what happened, but John Mark freaked. He flaked, and he took off, and he didn't complete the mission. And because of that, Paul, the apostle, did not want to include John Mark. And the Bible tells us, okay, remember, Barnabas was the one that backed up Paul when he was first converted. It was Barnabas that stood with Paul when no one else would. These two guys were battle-tested and partnered together in the early ministry of the church. These two men were personally selected by the Holy Spirit. Think about that. Paul and Barnabas personally selected by the Holy Spirit to do this work. Personally called out by the Holy Spirit to go out and and evangelize into the unknown. These two men were empowered with powerful gifts during their first missionary journey. Check out some of the things that they did. In Acts chapter 19, verses 9 through 11, it says this. In Acts chapter 19, verses 9 through 11, they did all kinds of stuff. I'm just going to highlight a couple of things here. In Acts chapter 19, I'm sorry, Acts chapter 13. I went to the wrong scripture. I'm sorry. Acts chapter 13, verse 9. Acts chapter 13, verse 9. Poor Josh and and, uh, Danielle, you guys are probably going crazy there. Acts chapter 13, verse 9. Okay, let me find it here. Acts chapter 13, verse 9 says this. Then Saul, who was also called Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, looked straight at Elymas and said, You are a child of the devil and an enemy of everything that is right. You are full of all kinds of deceit and trickery. Will you never stop perverting the right ways of the Lord? That's a good way to make a friend right there, right? Okay. So this is what the apostle, and now the hand of the Lord is against you. You are going to be blind. And for a time, you will be unable to see the light of the sun. Immediately, mist and darkness came over him. And he groped about seeking someone to lead him by the hand. 
So we see here that the Apostle Paul and Barnabas were used in a powerful way to do miraculous things. Another example in Acts chapter 14, verse 8. Acts chapter 14, verse 8. Listen to what it says here. In Acts chapter 14, verse 8. In Lystra, there sat a man crippled in his feet who was lame from birth and had never walked. He listened to Paul as he was speaking. Paul looked directly at him, saw that he had faith to be healed, and called out, Stand up on your feet. At that, the man jumped up and began to walk. When the crowd saw what Paul had done, they shouted in the Lyconian language, The gods have come down to us in human form. Barnabas, they called Zeus, and Paul, they called Hermes, because he was the chief speaker. Church, were these guys anointed by God to do some powerful things? Can you say amen? I mean, these guys were powerful working together. God had called them out. God had anointed them. They were able to do supernatural things in the name of Jesus. Then at the end of their first missionary journey, Barnabas and Paul returned to Antioch where they first started and reported to to the believers that were gathered there all the wonderful works of God. I mean, the first missionary journey, it was a success. It was powerful. It was great. They saw God move in a supernatural way. They were celebrating with the church. Acts chapter 14, verse 27 says this in Acts 14, 27. On arriving there, this is at the end of their first missionary journey. On arriving there, they gathered the church together and reported all that God had done through them and how he had opened the door of faith to the Gentiles, and they stayed there a long time with the disciples. So after that first missionary journey, everything was great. Everything was wonderful. And now they're preparing for the second missionary journey. And sadly, these two evangelists, Barnabas and Paul, these two men that were partners from the very beginning when Paul first became a Christian, these two men that were friends and brothers in Christ and worked together and that were anointed and empowered by the Holy Spirit, they were called out by the Holy Spirit. They have proven to the church that they were dependable, that they were faithful in their duties. They get into a terrible disagreement. I don't know about you, church, but it is so sad. When two Christians get into a terrible disagreement. Wouldn't you agree, church? Isn't it a sad thing when Christian people start butting heads? It's a very, very sad thing. Especially when you have leaders in this kind of position within the church and they start butting heads. And church, it is a very, very sad thing when that happens in our midst. They get into a terrible disagreement. Even though they had been through so much, even though God had called them and they were anointed and they were powerful and, and, they, and they, they were proven as, as successful uh, evangelists and ministers, and yet they get in this horrible disagreement. Acts chapter 15, starting at verse 36. Acts chapter 15, starting at verse 36. The Bible says this. Sometime later, Paul said to Barnabas, Let us go back and visit the brothers in all the towns where we preach the word of the Lord and see how they are doing. Barnabas wanted to take John, also called Mark, with them. But Paul did not think it wise to take him because he had deserted them in Pamphylia and had not continued with them in the work. They had such a sharp disagreement that they parted company. Barnabas took Mark and sailed for Cyprus, but Paul chose Silas and left Commended by the brothers to the grace of the Lord. He went through Syria and Cilicia, strengthening 
the churches. They got into a sharp disagreement, and as a result, this powerful team of evangelists, chosen and selected by God, the Holy Spirit, they split up. And of course, even though they, they split up, and even though they had this disagreement, God always turns our bad into his good. How many of you are glad for that about God? I mean, it doesn't matter how much you mess up or I mess up or how messed up we can get even within the church. But God says, you know what? You're not going to mess up my plan. I don't care how messed up you are. You're not going to mess up the plan of God. God's going to have his way. But this is such a sad sequence of events. The Bible tells us that Barnabas and John Mark go south, repeating the route of the first missionary journey, and Paul and Silas go north. They go in opposite directions. I wonder, this is what I think. I wonder what Barnabas told all the people in Cyprus and in all the churches that he revisited when the Christians asked him, Barnabas, where's Paul? What happened to Paul? What's going on? Isn't it a sad thing when Barnabas has to say, I'm really sorry, but you know what? We got into a really bad argument, and we split up, and we had a disagreement. He went north. I went south. And you know what? We were buddies, but now we're not buddies anymore because he had his way of doing things, and I have my way of doing things, and that's, that's the way it is. Don't you think that's a sad testimony, church? It's a very, very sad thing. As Barnabas visited his churches, and as Paul went north and visited his churches, people were asking, and it's a sad thing that they had to say, we split up, we didn't agree, he's doing his thing, and now I'm doing my thing. Now again, I was going to show the video of how they went in different directions, but that, it's not available, so we're going to move on here. Praise God, we have some good news. How many of you enjoy good, good news? Can you say amen? There's a happy ending to this story, church. And the happy ending is found in our text for tonight. In the book of Colossians, chapter 4, verse 10. I'm going to go back there to the book of Colossians, chapter 4, verse 10. And listen to what it says here. In Colossians, chapter 4, verse 10, which is our text for tonight. It says this. My fellow prisoner Aristarchus sends you his greetings. As does Mark, the cousin of Barnabas. You have received instructions about him. If he comes to you, welcome him. Those of you that are here, who wrote the book of Colossians? Who can tell me? The Apostle Paul. And who is he commenting on in verse 10? He is commenting on who? Mark and Barnabas. Remember, at one time, Barnabas and Paul were buddies. They were friends. They were partners. They were, did everything together in the ministry. Then they got into this big old fight over John Mark, and they split up, and, and things got all messed up. But guess what? In verse 10, it tells us something good. It tells us that whatever the differences were between the apostle Paul and Mark and Barnabas, through the help of the Holy Spirit, it all got healed. Their relationship got restored. And now they're working together once again. And we see it here in verse 10. How many of you enjoy some good endings? Can you say amen, church? Their trust and partnership was restored. Their support for one another was healed and restored. Thank you, Jesus. One last thing about Mark. It was Mark who wrote the first gospel account in the Bible. I know that Matthew is the first book in the New Testament, but Mark was actually the first 
written, documented account of the ministry and life of Jesus Christ. And it was Mark that wrote it. This same man, John Mark, who was guilty of being a quitter. Church, there's no nice way of saying it. John Mark was a quitter. John Mark abandoned his friends in the first missionary journey recorded in the Bible. This same John Mark messed up. He, he, let, he, let the, he let the team down. But this same John Mark rose back up and was now a faithful and trusted partner in the ministry with the Apostle Paul and was the first of the disciples to begin the, to document the life and ministry of Jesus Christ. John Mark went from being known as a quitter and weak to a great hero of faith and ministry for the glory of God. How does that help you? And how does that help me? And how does that help those of you that are listening to me online right now? Listen. You may have begun this journey as a Christian strong and faithful and excited and happy and, 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 and cooperative. But then, sadly, things happen in life. Things happen in life to all of us. How many of you understand that sometimes following Jesus can get really hard? Are you guys with me so far? Sometimes following the Lord can get really hard. And sometimes, sadly, even for those of us that go to church faithfully, some of our own brothers and sisters can stab us in the back. They can hurt us. They can discourage us. They can talk about us. They can gossip about us. And those things cause hurt. And those things may cause us to quit. And those things may cause us to get discouraged. And those things may cause us to give up. And those things may cause us to turn our back on God. But I'm here to let you know that even though John Mark did exactly what I just said, he quit, he phased out, he let a lot of people down, he discouraged a lot of people, he got all messed up in his heart, in his mind, and he quit. But you know what? He humbled himself, he repented, he came back, he was back on the team, and now his book, his name is written in one of the Gospels, the Gospel of Mark. Why? Because he decided to come back. He decided to get up off the floor. He decided to stop feeling sorry for himself. He decided to forgive those that maybe hurt him or discouraged him or frustrated him or talked about him or put him down. And he says, you know what? I'm going to get myself back up and I'm going to keep serving my Lord Jesus. And if you've been down and if you've been hurt and if you've been discouraged and you feel that you've given up and thrown in the towel and you're not going to go, no, you get up, you call on God, you repent, you cry out to him to restore you to that place of ministry that he started. What does the Bible say? He who began a good work in you will complete it. He's going to complete it. You better get off the ground right now, my friend, because God's going to come after you until you do. He's not going to let you sleep. He's not like going to let you be at peace. He's not going to let you relax. No, he's going to be on your back telling you, you get up. You get up off that mess and you stand up and you get back to work for the kingdom of God. Thank God for what the Bible tells us about John Mark and Barnabas. Can you say amen, church? Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I know there's a lot of Christians out there that are discouraged, that are hurt, that are broken, that have given up, that have turned their back on the church, turned their back on ministry, turned their back on people, turned their back on pastors. Because, Lord, sadly, terrible things happen in church. Things that shouldn't happen, but they do. Lord God, these were two very powerful men of God, Paul and Barnabas. Two very powerful and anointed men of God. And yet, they allowed 
the enemy to get in there and cause them to be separated. Even though the Holy Spirit called them out personally, Lord God, to work together, Lord God, their, their, dis their discord and their arguing got so hard that they didn't even pay attention to that. But I thank you for Colossians chapter 4, verse 10, where it tells us that you, by the power of the Holy Spirit, restored and healed that relationship. And they were all three working together once again for your glory. And I pray that if there's anyone out there right now, God, that is discouraged to the point where they just want to quit and give up because they've been hurt in some way, shape, or form, help them to put that aside and to let you heal them and encourage them and restore them to that place that they need to be. If you're here this evening and you say, Jerry, I am not a Christian. I have never surrendered my life to Jesus. If I were to die today or if Jesus were to come, I'm not sure if I would go to heaven. If that's you here this evening, just lift up your hand. Those of you that are listening online, if that's you, I want to lead you in a prayer right now. Just repeat this prayer. You are not a Christian, but you want to receive Christ as your Lord and Savior tonight. Just repeat this prayer. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I come to you and I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I acknowledge that you, Jesus, are King of kings and Lord of lords. And you, Lord, can bring life out of death. Give me life. I choose life, eternal life, tonight. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Father, I want to pray for all my brothers and sisters out there right now. No matter what they're going through, if they're discouraged, if they're hurt about anything, heal them, Lord. Allow your spirit to heal them, and I pray that you will restore them. Bring them back into that place of ministry that they may have abandoned. Bring them back, Lord. We need them. We need them on our team. In Jesus' name we pray, and all God's people said, amen. God bless you, church. Thank you so much for tuning in, for joining us here tonight. God bless you. Praise God.